And I believe we're recording. Oh, this is exciting. Guys, I haven't seen Ariana's face and it feels like a month. I don't know. We recorded, <laughs> we were, we were so productive and like on top of things, we recorded the first episode like a month in advance and we're like, we're going to pump out more episodes. We're going to be so prepared. And now it is Friday before we release this episode and on we're just Sunday. not talking. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. No, this is coming out in two days. Um, but honestly, you're getting you're getting current us, um, so that's fun. But I just like I have not talked to you in a month. <laughs> no, I know it feels so weird. I felt so bad because yeah, we were really gonna be so on top of it, and just as the days went by, we're like, are we gonna record today? Are we gonna record today? And like with working and then school starting, I was just like such a hot mess. So yeah, suddenly life got busy. But we are so thankful for everyone who listened to the first podcast. And it's been really fun. I've been trying to be more active on like Instagram. And I know some of you are probably so annoyed. (laughs) But it's been really fun, like responding to you guys and to our close friends who are sharing it on their Instagram stories. Um, We're just so thankful. Like, it's really so nice um, that we have such a, a supportive fan base. However, my sister, she did make fun of me for it. She listened and then she made fun of me. She's like, why are you calling it left unsupervised? And I, I explained our whole little thing to her, but she was like, but you're living at home. You're like completely you're like, supervised. Wait, that's actually so funny. <laughs> like, I, yeah, we're just, we're not, we're going to gloss over that. Hopefully. You know what? <laughs> I'm quote unquote unsupervised. Yeah. Quote unquote uh just you know just hanging out with hanging out with my parents but it's it's totally equal balance now I'm you know (laughs) no I feel like a complete child but it's okay it's okay we're We're trying honestly even though I live with roommates now I still feel like a child when my car um like my headlights wouldn't work I okay a I let my headlights not work for a week like drove (laughs) drove like my 4 a.m 5 a.m shift in the Ariana. darkness I know I know I'm so and surprised hasn't it been snowing yeah and I'm surprised I didn't get a ticket so okay but then I like I had to call my dad like 600 times so like yeah I'm left unsupervised but should I be left unsupervised no. because that's so dangerous and then I was trying to change a fuse which was a whole mess then I took it to the Volkswagen dealership and it cost me like 300 dollars I had to take the bus back I was like this is hot mess hours. And then I literally that day I called my dad like probably 600 times. Poor Sasha. No, I like, I will never understand anything about cars. Someone told me they were like, oh yeah, it's, uh, you know, look for my car. It's a hatchback. And I was like, no clue what that means. But so if, if I ever do get a car, which exciting guys, I got my driver's permit today and I scheduled a I scheduled my driver's test for May so like big thing I could have a license in three months imagine that me on the road (laughs) Caroline on the road I just wanted to give you all some context I drove Caroline's ass around college for four straight years (laughs) so if you move to Boston I'm fully expecting some some road trips oh I'm I'm driving everywhere I owe everyone in my life a million a million drives I mean that's if they have the courage to like get in a car with me um you had the courage to get in a car with me (laughs) guys driving with ariana is an experience so she you know what honestly people give you a bad rap i think i've I've never felt (laughs) i've never felt unsafe in a car with you there's just been moments you know 
but I never it's just me. I always got in the car <laughs> me when a guy almost t-bones me oh he was kind of cute <laughs> it's all about looking for for the silver lining could I'm like could this be accident? my meat cute right exactly could this car accident be my meat cute <sighs> maybe <laughs> I mean honestly um but yeah so that that was my little I had a, like a busy day I went to the DMV at 8 15 well no my appointments for 8 15 but because of the snow they got delayed and I was terrified that they weren't going to honor my appointment anymore and I would have to wait like another month and then I was like one of the first like 10 people in I don't know how I got there there was a huge Magic. line in front of me and they were like they were like we're only taking people taking knowledge tests which is such a niche thing and that happened test. to be what I was yeah, like it's, it doesn't seem like something that would be like the most dire like thing right. to get done in the morning. And so I was one of the first 10 people into the DMV. I was in and out of the DMV in like 30 minutes, which never happens. But that was my, my, well, I also had a job interview today. That's, and wait, yeah, I saw these texts that in our group chat and I was like, wait, what? Can you? I know. I'm, well, I like, I have been applying to jobs since this time last year and I got like you know a little deflated uh during the winter and then you know in the recent months I've been like okay I need to yeah (laughs) need to pick it up again um and some you know it just felt good for something to happen I don't have I'm trying not to have high hopes about anything but I felt very very professional in my childhood bedroom (laughs) no I honestly love that for you I'm so excited for you what where is this job? I feel like that's the most important question. This job is unfortunately in Brooklyn. I do, I don't want to get your hopes up. I do have an interview for a company in Boston next <gasps> week. I know. Okay, fingers <laughs> crossed for Boston, but Brooklyn would also be sick. Like, right? Like, we could, we could dominate two cities. Think about the content. Um, but yeah, so those are like my, I don't know, suddenly like, life just started happening again this like past week which was so strange but it all so yeah those once. I know I know and then I don't know I just I I want to keep this momentum yeah but what, what's up with you what's new with you you've had a, a a fun little time recently it's been it's been interesting um some of you might have seen if you follow our Instagram in our little like dear Caroline's dear Ariana's I, I dropped a little um just a little comment about being in the ER. That was a fun little surprise. I was <laughs> scheduled to work like the whole week. And like my, I've had this ear piercing since like October of 2019 and it has never healed. It has never just been chill. It's never like not given me issues. And um, it decided to like swell up and like me being me, I was like, whatever, <laughs> it'll be fine. It'll get better. Um, it did not get better and I had to go to urgent care and then the next day it continued to spread down my face my face I imagine wisdom teeth post-op that was like the entire left side of my face but also my ear was very red basically I had a piercing that got infected but then I had to go to the ER because the infection was spreading I oh my god my ER doctor was so hot like while all this was going on I just kept thinking like is this my meat cute is this the Which, meet any tragedy? <laughs> no, it's fun. Any tragedy could be your meet cute. It could that's, be. I look for the opportunity. I'm an opportunistic right. person. I that's how we'll we'll word that. Um, but yeah, I was in the ER just like reading, minding my business. I had to get like IVs. I had to get when I almost passed out after my IV. I was like, maybe this is like a little serious. I was like, maybe 
maybe this is an issue. And then I had to get like a CT scan and blood test. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Meanwhile, I'm in there alone because you can't bring other people into the ER with you right now. Um, and then I had to go back to the ER the next day to get another round of antibiotics with oral antibiotics. Maybe this is too much information. You don't really care, but I'm, I'm just going to tell you guys anyway. Oh no, I'm so intrigued. And then I, I also, I also haven't heard any of this because I'll wait, forgive how do you. you not? I've heard like bits and pieces, but I'll, I'll forgive you because you were like in the hospital, but like I get like a video and you're like in the ER. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Wait. And then you post on Instagram and I get like five messages from people like, is Ariana okay? <laughs> like what's happening? And then you, you just like drop off the earth for, for a couple hours. So yeah, keep going. T- give us all the deeds. Well, I feel like I should backtrack because this is kind of funny. Tragedy plus time equals comedy right so um the day that I went to the ER or no 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 the day that I went to urgent care like the first day where I was like maybe I should get this checked out because this is spreading and it looks bad um I like wanted to be in work that day for some reason and um then I was like okay you know what I'll just get antibiotics and then I'll come back to work and like everything will be fine my boss told me later, she was like, yeah, I knew you were coming back. <laughs> and, and um, so the doctor at the urgent care or whatever was like, yeah, you know, you can't go into work the next couple of days. And I was like, fuck, like, I was so sad. I was like bummed about it. Um, and I was crying in the CVS, like waiting to pick up my prescriptions. And meanwhile, this is happening. I'm thinking, damn, crying in the CVS would be a great playlist name. And then, oh, I forgot my roommates came to visit me that day at work and I forgot to tell them that I was actually in an urgent care and not at work. So they FaceTimed me and they were like, yo, like, where are you? (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm just like crying in a CVS. So that was kind of fun. Yeah. And then I went to the ER. Oh, what were you going to say? It's a total just lack of communication for me. It's just like, it's, it's. Classic Ariana. <laughs> I know. I do these things where I just totally drop off the like face of the earth. And to be honest, like I feel kind of bad about it because I just like forget that I should be updating people. Meanwhile, like when I'm in the ER, I'm trying to like text my parents what's happening. My mom is like doing all this research. My mom's like, I'll come up there if like if you need to me to, which like bless her. She's so sweet. She's listening to this. So hi mom. I love and I miss you. Um, but anyway, I like have this IV in my arm and, and I was texting, like trying to update everybody. But, um, yeah, then I went to the ear, nose and throat doctor for a follow-up consider this is the fourth appointment I've had to go to for my fucking ear. And then was out of work all week, watched the Britney Spears documentary, taking antibiotics, uh, having a heating pad on my face to help with the swelling. So I didn't look like I just got punched in the jaw. Um, had another ear, nose, and throat follow-up, and now I'm back at work, and my face is healing, my infection's gone. I had to take all my earrings out, though. You look gorgeous. <laughs> they, this is generous from Caroline, because I just got out of the shower. I look like a wet dog, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, she FaceTimed me a couple of days ago, and, like, your hair was, like, pinned back so it wouldn't touch your ear, and you're just, like, like <laughs> depressed. You look so sad, and your ear is, like, puffy. <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, my god this is it <laughs> I had to like sleep like with my head elevated all week which sucked because that's so uncomfortable yeah anyway apparently it can get really serious because if it 
goes to your blood. And this is way too much information about my ear infection, <laughs> but it, it could get really bad. And I, it seemed so dramatic for like an infected piercing, but it really was, I guess. But I'm so glad you had a hot doctor because honestly, oh. when you texted me, I, I prayed. I was like, I hope Ariana's okay. And I hope she gets a hot doctor. I love you so much. Priorities, but. Absolute priorities. He was a, I I looked him up (laughs) because I had his name on my prescription. I'm insane. I looked him up, um, found out he was a resident. So I was like, what? He's got to be like late 20s, early 30s. Totally accessible for me. We love, we love a a resident. We love a doctor. (laughs) I know. He went to like Brown Medical School. I was like. Ooh, so he's smart. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, he's a doctor. So (laughs) I don't know, like it terrified. Okay. I'm not going to knock anyone who went to medical school, but like there are dumb doctors out there. (laughs) There are doctors who like don't listen or care. Yeah. Well, that's actually a good point because the person I saw at the urgent care, if I had taken this doctor's advice, I like would have definitely gotten a blood infection. Yeah, that's, you were like, you were like, oh, I'm in the ER because the urgent care told me the wrong thing. <laughs> well, yeah, and then when I got to the ER, the the hot doctor was like, yeah, I wouldn't have prescribed you that. That's not gonna. <laughs> I was like sick, so now I'm in the ER. <laughs> Great, awesome. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm I'm so glad you're okay and you're back at work. You're thriving again. Just just a little road blip, blip. Blip, road, little, blip in the road <laughs> just a little content and I'm so excited for you and now you can finally understand the song driver's license by Olivia Rodrigo exactly I feel I I feel so good because I was feeling really like stagnant for a while and also the creeping fear that I was turning into my mother was really just setting in <laughs> awesome mom if you're listening I, I don't know Lindsay, we love you <laughs> I love you so much but um yeah we started doing water aerobics together which so it's just it's fun, but it's Very just really nail, it really nails home. Yeah, the suburban mom um, thing. And it's funny because, so my mom lived at home after college, like me, mm-hmm. and she lived near Baltimore and she got a job in Baltimore, which is where she met my dad. But it's just so weird because, so she lived at home until 27 because her, she was a baby and her siblings were gone and her dad was living somewhere else. So she, it was just her and her mom mm-hmm. and they would go to water aerobics like twice a week. And so now I'm, I'm living at home going to water aerobics with my mom. And I was like, this doesn't need to be a tradition. You know, it's fun, but it, it doesn't need to be a family tradition. Right. You're like, let's, I can't stay here till I'm 27. My head. Oh no. Oh no. Um, but yeah. But like, it's, I don't know, it's fine. Because didn't your mom, your mom moved to Boston. And so you're kind of following in her steps, right? Yeah. And she worked at a farmer's market when she first got here, which is crazy. Like, and like she that's would such... make the like apple cider donuts. Very glamorous part of my job. I can never eat donuts again. But, oh, um... yeah. but that's, I don't know. It's just so interesting. Like, obviously we're very different people than our moms, but it, it, like working at a farmer's market is getting very specific with it I know well she lived in Portsmouth for a little while and then like moved to Boston because she was living with okay. her great grand or her grandma my great grandma but um yeah I know it's super weird and I was like let's skip the part where I go back to Virginia because I do not want to do that I love Boston we love our moms they are amazing people we're just we're just gonna write our own stories we're gonna change change it a little <laughs> exactly and as we should like 
of course you learn from the past you learn from the stories that you're told honestly I don't think I would be here without my mom so shout out to you mom because she was the one when I was scared and I didn't know what I was doing and that nothing was certain she was the one who was just like do it like just go for it and like fully supported me doing that so like I feel like I owe her a lot because I don't know if I would have been able to do this without her support yeah and kind of (laughs) a little little emotional cute cute um but kind of jumping off about that today we were planning on speaking about like the post-grad said um which has kind of become a little bit of a I don't know like a fun saying like there's so many podcasts about it already I mean there's podcasts just named post-grad said um but it's also a very like real thing because I started researching it. Like I did research for this. She we're, leveled up, guys. <laughs> we're a professional podcast now. Um, don't worry, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bore you. But um, there is this, there was an article in Cosmo about it because it's it's very real. Um, that what is it? So it was a survey that surveyed 300 recent graduates from around the country. And 49% reported that they felt their mental health declining after leaving university. 44% believed that their friends were doing better than them. And 40% felt extremely socially isolated. And so these are like normal, normal years. And then imagine, you know, graduating during a pandemic where everyone's already feeling like, you know, extra stress and- Lonely. Loneliness. So yeah, yeah I mean, it's obviously- it's a really real thing right now. Um, and, you know, none of us expected this to last this long. And now we have another class that's coming up into this kind of situation, class True. of 2021. Yeah. And I know some colleges have already canceled graduations for 2021, which is just insane to think about. But um, So we were just planning on talking about this, you know, from our experience, not that we actually have any advice to give about it. We haven't figured anything out, but yeah, just discussing how we're feeling about it. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's definitely a real thing. I remember Caroline and I had a mutual friend who was two years older than us, who we went to university with and she, am I British? College, you know what I mean? (laughs) I feel like British people are like, oh, I met them at university. University, at uni. But our friend is British, so whatever it is (laughs) she Um, she is but yeah she came back there's like this thing called like young alumni reunion homecoming whatever your university calls it and I just remember she walked in to like our old like dorm community whatever and like looked at us and just was crying like sobbing and saying like postgrad so hard and oh my god and I didn't expect this and I just remember Caroline and I were scarred from that (laughs) we were just like oh holy shit like what is coming and this was before COVID before anything we were just like what the fuck happens to you after you graduate are you like destined to fall into this like year-long depression I don't know and but it is interesting because like we've kept in touch with her and we facetimed her uh, uh oh, wow I think May yeah I was gonna be like a couple months ago and now it's like almost a year ago but and she was doing like so so much better yeah and she kind of like found her footing but it's just so hard for those, you know, one to two years that it does take you to find your footing. And if you don't feel like motivated, you know, I mean, that just makes it even harder if you are truly depressed, um, you know, but 
I, it did give me like a, a little bit of hope that she was like, okay, guys, I figured it out. You'll I was, be fine. I was, a tad, <laughs> I was a tad dramatic. <laughs> um, but I, at the same time, it's very real. Um, so it's because it's just you're you're thrust into this new situation, you know. Although, like, Ari- I was telling Ariana, like, she lives in a, in an apartment with roommates. So, you know, you, and you've had, you've made some friends in the city. You've had mm-hmm. some friends who moved there as well. And so you still have that kind of community. But it's, like, it's not the same as being on a college campus and just being surrounded with classmates and friends. And not only that, but mentors and professors and people who are, like, kind of, like, above you. You're, like, security net, safety net. Yeah. So it's just... And then suddenly you're supposed to be figuring out what you're, what you're doing with your life, which Terrifying. we've learned. <laughs> Nobody ever knows what they're doing with their life. Um, and there's all these paths in front of you. So like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's what I miss most about colleges was it's so like exploratory. Like it's okay to like switch a major. It's okay to take a new class. Like you could do all these different clubs and that's kind of encouraged. But as soon as you graduate and you're all over the map like that, you become more of a like flight risk. (laughs) Like, I don't even know how to describe it. And I'm like, I'm aware that people change their careers all the time as well. But like I was talking, I was doing an informational interview the other day, which becomes such a big part of post-grad life. (laughs) You're just supposed to call everyone and talk to everyone. And it's exhausting. But I was doing this. I was doing this informational interview and he was, um, and I was talking about jobs in the advertising industry and he was like, it's okay. Like not to know exactly where you want to, what you want to do within the industry, but like, just know you're going to be pigeonholed really quickly. And I was like, ah, <laughs> cause that just sounds so suffocating. Yeah. Um, so I've been like trying to navigate that also just like not let that comment get to me because you can quit a job you know yeah it's can, one person's re- opinion it's one person's opinion it's one company but I was just like that comment kept me up that night I was just like I don't want to be I don't want to be pigeonholed yeah um, which yeah and it's hard because like before we were students right that was yeah you no know, we're, we're many other things but we were students and now you kind of get like pegged in as your occupation that's so like, true. Like we said, like we love a good hot doctor. Like great. <laughs> we we but, love a good hot doctor. <laughs> Side note. But like, but currently, I'm working odd jobs and relatively unemployed. And I'm like, yeah. How do I define myself? Like my LinkedIn still says recent graduate. How long can I have recent graduate? <laughs> recent in graduate. My bio? It's like 2030. <laughs> You're like, yeah, you know, it's the decade. No, uh, I like. I actually, this is funny that you bring that up because I had a moment where I was like, what the fuck do I put on my LinkedIn? Which is so stupid, but like, I don't know, like right now I'm working in the bakery of a farmer's market, which is fun. It's cute, but it's not like how I would define my career path. You know, like I'm going back to school for graphic design. So I put like design student, you know, but um, for a while there, like I had no idea what to put and just like how to define myself because I think as well, like when you're a student, so many things are like passable. Like you're, you're kind of in that interstitial space between being a kid and being an adult in that like undergrad era. And 
I feel like I had a bit of an identity crisis because I was like, who am I like without this major? Who am I without this university, without this name? Like, I don't know. Now it's up to me to like figure this out and to define myself. And when you can be like anything, it's like so overwhelming. Yeah. And it's like, there's nothing to like tell you like who you are. And there's also no way to judge how you're doing. Um, I mentioned this briefly to Ariana, like, you know, in college, we always had grades and you could be like, okay, yeah, my mental health is failing and I don't know what's going on, but at least I'm not failing my classes. And right now it's like, okay, my mental health is failing and I don't know what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) But, and like the only thing that you have to compare yourself to or to try to gauge how you're doing seems to be how other people are doing yeah and that's where like LinkedIn comes in and I've been telling like I'm surrounded by a bunch of boomers and Gen X people currently who love to tell me how social media is horrible and like I I know honestly Ariana (laughs) hates social media (laughs) I really do hate social media I feel like I have different reasons yeah and I like I totally there's so much validity to you know critiques of social media but I have worked so hard to get myself into a place where I'm not um, constantly comparing myself to you know other people's bodies Mm -hmm. on Instagram or you know other people's vacations or you know somebody's wealth or something but now I find myself on LinkedIn just constantly comparing myself to other people's like professional achievements so I'm like I'm telling all these boomers I'm like the worst possible social media is LinkedIn because it's it's so it's a different kind of performative like professionally performative yeah I like I still don't know how to I I use it basically only to like search for jobs occasionally you know to try to build my network as I keep being yelled at to do but um I I never scroll because it's it's so strange like people are like the posts on there I I know I can't handle them and you're like I mean I guess you're supposed to like kind of show your professional achievements which is great but at the same time like it feels so unnatural at least for me to do and I don't know I've been like, I really randomly reached out to this person who got hired as a designer at my dream company. I have no idea about anything. Like, I feel like that's what LinkedIn is good for. But it's yeah. like at the same time, like I'll get into these holes where I'm like looking up design internships and then I'm looking up people and then I'm looking at people who are my age who have a thousand more qualifications than I do for like my dream job. And then I'm like, who am I? Am I can I even do this? etc etc like the person I reached out to was my age and she had all these insane designer internships and I was like what am I doing you know um and I think it can be really difficult because you also don't know like what path someone's taken and just like a lot of social media your LinkedIn is like you're not going to post your failures as much or the Mm -hmm. things that you didn't get or all the things that you applied to to get the one thing that you did get you know yeah no and and like I don't know it's just as as I spend more time applying for jobs I realize how silly the entire process was and it the how silly the process is and how subjective it is and on one hand it's like 
comforting to know because I'm like oh okay I can't take this personal like yeah because I've I've listened to my dad hire people here and there and like (laughs) he hired someone because like you know he got it down to the most qualified of candidates and then one girl was like oh yeah I taught myself you know five languages and I really love physics and my dad really loves physics and learning languages so he was like oh I relate to them I want to work with them you know and there was a bunch of other qualified um candidates but you can't obviously you can't hire everyone so it's comforting to know that like okay it's not that it's not as personal as I make it out to be but on the other hand it's disheartening because I'm just like it's such a game of like chance and randomness and who you know and maybe there's that one little thing on your resume that like someone relates to Mm -hmm. like I did have someone that I interviewed with and they were like I studied abroad in Greece and they saw it on my resume and we talked about like Athens and I was like it was just like a cool connection that we can make yeah and I didn't get that job obviously but I like that's something that I wouldn't necessarily think would be like the reason I got a job or something but if they can like remember you from something I don't know the whole process is is annoying <laughs> but it's just so random like the rest of life no it really is so random and I always think about I think it's my Angelou and it doesn't really necessarily have to do with job interviews but I think it applies here like people forget like what you did etc but they never forget how they made you feel and I feel mm. like this is kind of, in a sense, more focused on maybe the kind of jobs we would apply to versus in like a medical setting or like jobs where you definitely need to have like certain qualifications. Oh, I yeah. feel like that's a whole other story. But for jobs where it's kind of like more personal or, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's where this really applies. Well, because it's so weird because like, yeah, someone's hiring an employee, but they're also hiring the person that they have to work with. Like, they're like, I'm committing to spending a work day with this person. I want to, do I want to be around this person? Um, So that's why I just, you know, trying to make up for everything with my my charm. (laughs) Right. I'm like, just ignore the fact that I don't have a BFA and just hire me. (laughs) But like, think about how funny I am. Think about, think about <laughs> how great my eyeshadow looked for this interview. Think about the meet cutes that could happen in this office. It's so bad. Oh. I've planned out the like future of my life through meet cutes. I'm like, I could move here and have a meet cute in this park, or I could have a meet cute in this office. <laughs> That's how I get through the day. Honestly, it's so much fun. There is this podcaster that we both listened to and she was talking about how she likes to romanticize her life, which like, yes, but I feel like I romanticize it through what's the meet cute potential in this scenario? What's the rom-com? It doesn't even have to involve like a romantic, but you know, like the rom-com, like the com part, just like what's, what's the content being produced here? What's mm. the story? Like, could this be in a coming of age movie? that's how that's that's how I'm gonna live my life until I'm 40 um oh my god forever we need like a scale like when I met that guy on my way to Iceland meet you potential like a thousand anyway post-grad is weird it's just this kind of because I feel like the reason it's also weird is because I we've been students since we can remember like from like five years old on 
that's been like our identity. And then suddenly to not have this huge thing that made up the bulk of your structure and your time and the way that you related to people, it is a huge adjustment. I mean, just think about, I mean, we normally operated, you know, you operated for a good grade. I mean, not everyone, but us, because we were goody two shoes, scared of authority, perfectionists, like just needed that validation. But, you know, you operate on, okay, I'm going to get a good grade. You operate on deadlines. You operate on, you know, the next, the next year. And like, even if you didn't know what major you wanted to do necessarily, once you chose a major, you're like, okay, these are the classes I have to take. Yeah. You know, there was, there was always like a formula. Um, and you know, there's no longer deadlines. I, I am a huge procrastinator and it really, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder how I could have done in college if I truly really applied myself, but I made it through and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spend much time on that. But it, I, I had a tendency to bullshit and procrastinate, but I was really fucking good at it. I knew that I could get an assignment done in you know the hour before class if I needed to and now it's like and it was that that fun little anticipation like am I gonna finish it like it really motivated me got me through um you know you would like you would have like five hours left to be for an for a assignment and I'd be like let me just watch some TikToks let me watch a YouTube video and it was just like pushing the clock closer just made it all more exciting um but now there's not really any deadlines like some some job applications here and there will have like you know accepting applications until whenever mm-hmm. but it's really just like you know whenever your application gets in if it gets in before we look at applications that's great if someone gets hired before then and so I just push everything off all of my commitments emailing emailing people Ugh. I hate email was like a big <laughs> email was a big part of your life in college and now it's becoming even bigger and I, I can't handle it. <laughs> and then like follow up emails. I'm like, just to, just to follow up. Um, but yeah, it's, it's so strange because you're adjusting to a whole new structure of living. Um, yeah. And it, yeah. A whole new way of being. Like, also, I wanted to say this earlier, side note, Caroline is so good at bullshitting. It astonishes me. I remember we had one class together in our undergrad and I just remember like knowing the background of you, like not re- ever doing any of the readings or hardly knowing what's going on. But then the answers that you would pull were so eloquent and so relevant. I did the readings and I couldn't even compete. <laughs> and I just remember being like astonished, like, how does she do that? You should be an actress. I should. Honestly, that was princess or actress. Those were my goals when I was younger. Um, now I felt really, during my, not to jinx it or anything, but during my interview today, I had done like some preliminary, preliminary, preliminary <laughs> um, research of the company, but like, I have no clue what I'm talking about with some of this stuff. And the guy who's interviewing me was like, okay, I'm going to tell you some something about our company, but you know, it seems like you, you already kind of know it. You're, you're speaking really eloquently about it. And I was like, thank you. It is entirely fake, (laughs) (laughs) but um, yeah, I'm trying to learn how to take my, my academic bullshitting skills to a professional bullshitting 
um I'll get there I I have hope for myself maybe one day I'll try listen maybe one day I'll actually apply myself I actually had this feeling because I am in classes again but like kind of like a post-grad program and I had this assignment and I was like oh like I need to get this done like I am working full-time and then I was like wait why am I just doing the bare minimum to get this done? Why am I not actually trying <laughs> to make this good? And then I had this whole moment. I was like, okay, I'm going to actually try to make this really, really good. Cause this is like what I want to do, you know, but no, I get that. I feel like I would skate by to do as good as I could do to like get a good grade, but n- like not actually apply myself that much. But it's weird because that also just like, I don't know. It was the culture in a way like it's it's not like we were complete absolute slackers that's true I mean we also like yeah our classes were like insane sometimes and we that's just kind of the college grind like that's how you do it you're like how how can I get through this week <laughs> and make it out alive um and sane? and you and you do what you need to do and that's what we're doing now we're doing what we need to do but we're just we're just in a completely different way. I never, I haven't heard a ton about your design classes. How is that going? I actually really like them. I found out one of my professors, I'm in graphic design one and intro to typography. My typography professor designed some type that's used at Trader Joe's. So that's, that's like the, cool. That's I the love coolest that. professor ever. And another one of my professors like was a director at a museum here in Boston. And she's just amazing. Like I got on Zoom really early one day and she was there and I was just going to like turn my camera off, like just bide my time. But then she started talking to me and I don't know, like it just, it's nice to have that kind of mentorship again. I think I really, really miss that trying to self teach, like be self-taught as a designer. I realized that I really wanted that. So my classes have been fun. My assignments have been fun. This week I'm supposed to do a logo design. For, for yourself or for like a company for myself so I've been doing like we had to do a brain map of like how we would identify ourselves as a different kind of energies that we would identify ourselves as and then now I'm doing like a bunch of research on ones that I like and to create a mood board from there I have to do a bunch of sketches and then a vectorized version of like you know potentially what my logo could be but you should you should definitely share that with me and the podcast fam. Very excited right. to see that. Yeah. So it's really fun, guys, because Ariana is pursuing graphic design um, in order to make our designs better for the podcast. And I'm looking at, <laughs> you know, advertising and marketing in order to market the podcast. Like it's all for the podcast. It's all for this is a long-term goal of ours. It's <laughs> all for the podcast. In like interviews, they're like, where do you, where do you see yourself in the next five years? And I was like, obviously, like at VidCon, <laughs> is there like a podcast con? <gasps> oh my God, imagine. Okay, you mean. <laughs> is VidCon still a thing? Like, do people. Is it? I don't no, know. There, there was, was definitely a VidCon. Okay. There was like a TikTok. I think all the TikTokers oh went to VidCon this year. No. Um, or last year. Yeah, I was going to say, no. wait. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's happened this year. But Yeah podcasts are cool they're just as cool as tiktok teens um, <laughs> if anyone knows how to operate how to make tiktoks let me know because <laughs> i've been trying to make one for the podcast and i'm i'm struggling i 
I feel like that's the true sign of like being between millennial and Gen Z is spending all of your time on TikTok and just not knowing how to use it at all. We don't get the humor anymore. (laughs) Well, I I have the humor of like a seven-year-old boy. All right. Maybe I'm just out of touch because (laughs) I'm never on my phone. (laughs) That's true. But like, I just, people are doing like all these transitions, adding text, adding, I don't, I can't do any of it. I can't even, I can't even figure out how to like, re-record like I'm always like holding the button so if any if any Gen Z want to help me promote us on TikTok let me know um but yeah <laughs> drop it in the DMs that's another thing is I'm suddenly realizing that like I'm like not less cool but like I can't relate to like 18 year olds anymore oh no we are getting less cool um we haven't we haven't fully like broached because we're not true millennials but millennials, the internet hates them right now. It's it, it's so funny. It's just like, mm. <laughs> I didn't know about We're, this. Well, yeah, <laughs> you don't get on your phone. <laughs> but yeah, no, we're we're getting old and we're getting less relevant, and we we don't understand the memes. We don't understand the jokes, the trends. Um, but <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> That's okay, because then we're becoming more authentic to ourselves. Less <laughs> what chatter. What a nice positive. Oh, guys. Oh, my gosh. Ariana is switching to a flip phone. Listen, I'm saying it here, so I have to be accountable. I told people at work, so I can't back out of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hear me out. I had a day the other day, which I also had our last year of college, where I was just like, no one talked to me for like a weekend. And I was so sick of my phone. I was like, if you see some girl scream and throw her iPhone into the Charles, like that was me. But um, yeah, I just decided that I want a flip phone because, and then I also ordered stuff to bedazzle it because if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it in style, like clearly. But um, honestly, it fits our podcast aesthetic. So I'm allowing it by- I'm allowing it. (laughs) (laughs) But she still has to communicate with me. Yeah, I don't know how we're going to do that. I'll have to get, like, WhatsApp on my computer. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Just send you more emails. Just call I know me. you love those. Okay, well, let's not get into the, the semantics right now. True. <laughs> how we're going <laughs> to... I asked my mom to send me my iPod Nano as well. And I'm so excited to see what's on that thing. <laughs> like, I have no idea. I fucking hate you. I wanted an iPod Nano so badly, but... I couldn't get one because my parents were very against, I don't know. But um, so my neighbor got me this like $5 one from like China. Aww. It was like a knockoff um, from Five Below and it like, <laughs> it held like 10 songs and I dropped it on the bus one day. It wasn't a Nano. It was like the one that had a sc- like the really skinny one that had like a screen on the front um, and the screen broke, but it still worked. So I had like a, a packet I use packing tape like the clear one over it oh but I love that thing what a time <laughs> it was really a moment but I'm now yeah. realizing that anyone like my sister won't remember those iPods even though she's just like three years younger like that I started playing some music in the car the other day and she's like wow you can really tell how much older you are and I was like this is like <laughs> this is early 2000s what 
This is Ashley Simpson, L-O-V-E. This is everything. Something yeah. I was asking people. Um, this is interesting that you brought this up, but um, what was on like your middle school iPod? Like what was on that iPod? Do you remember any of like the top tracks? Like what, def- like what just transports you back to 2008? Uh, I can't. It was so the neighbor who got it for me, she downloaded all the music onto it okay. like, as like a gift. And oh. so it was very strange because it was like her picks. And she's and she was like my mom's age. So they were like 90s music. Um, so that was strange. So it was like, so I don't know, but now but I'm like trying to think of I'm so bad at time. I don't know what was going on in the 2008, but when I think of that time, I really for some reason just think about Ashley Simpson, L-O-V-E. Oh, and like when Ashley Tisdale started getting like, when all the Disney stars started getting like, like scandalous. Can't be tamed. He said, she said. He said, she said, fucking scandalous. <laughs> and she was like all like oiled up in a club. Uh, I love those. And, and now, we're like and 10 now, in the backyard, just like, gotta see me moving like that. <laughs> or whatever it is. But not listening to the lyrics, it's really not that bad. I honestly don't remember all the lyrics. I'd have to listen to it again. There are some songs that I I definitely look back at. And oh my God, you know what song takes me back? Um, Pussycat Dolls. I mean, name right there, but um, Buttons. Oh yeah. That was it classic. used to play on Nickelodeon all the time. And they were like doing these like seductive chair dances. And I was like, I want to be them. <laughs> They're cool. That's going to be me one day. I still want to be them. When I grow up, I want to be famous. I want to be a star. I want to be in movies. When I grow up, I want to see the world. Drive nice. Do you not know the song you're looking at? No, so no, confused. I know this song. And then I want to have groupies. Yeah, I know what okay. you're talking about. I always thought it was boobies. I did too. Boobies. I did too. I got them now. <laughs> you got them now. One dream came true. <laughs> One dream. <laughs> Just got to work on the, the rest of them. I'm working on drive nice. I'm drive a car I don't know about drive nice cars but um anyways yeah what songs take you back I was thinking about this because I was talking about it with my coworkers. I feel like my sister was such a scene kid and a lot of our iTunes library was the same obviously and so I feel like for me a lot of like emo music really takes me back like anything by boys like girls all time low like that kind of stuff reliant k um there was another one. Oh, I remember my cell phone, my like slide up phone. Um, I had a callback tone, I think is what it's called, where if someone called me, a voice would say, please enjoy the music until your party answers the phone. And it was Love Like Woe by the Ready Set. And that song fucking slapped. I still love that song. Oh, it song. still slaps. Yeah. I think I entered my emo phase a little bit later. Um, I don't know. It's not emo. I wasn't, but... And I, I was such like a, a little peach growing up, like, you know, a little nerd. And then I would like be, be on the bus and sleeping with sirens would just be like blasting <laughs> in my headphones. <laughs> and I think back on that, it's just so funny. Um, but yeah, uh, we were young and now we're old. <laughs> I found though that like now, like post-college, I've gotten incredibly nostalgic. Like I'm gravitating towards the things that I love. Like, I just want to watch Lizzie McGuire for some reason. guys iCarly is on Netflix. Wait, I saw that. I need to watch it. I feel like it would really just bring up some good memories I, for me. 
I was watching it with a mutual friend of ours and I swear to God, like we were quoting episodes without even knowing that we could do that. And it was like, Oh, I love that. They were, it's, it's only the first two seasons, but they are so ingrained in my head and in my like subconscious. And wow. It really is a quality TV show. And also Spencer's hot. <laughs> I need to revisit because you guys were telling me that and I don't know. You don't know if he's hot? I could see Spencer being hot. I feel like I kind of forget what he looks like. Like, I kind of forget, like, his whole vibe. I remember him being super weird. He is super weird, but it's, like, it's so strange. Because when I was watching it, I was, like, oh, my God. Like, like, because he's watching, he's watching, not to give, like, a whole analysis of iCarly, but, like, you know, he's in charge of iCarly. He's portrayed as, like, the adult in the show. And then I think he's supposed to be, like, 26, 27. So now that I'm watching it, I'm, like, wait. (laughs) but I don't know it's just like he's so much more attractive this time before I was such a simp for uh Freddie oh you so would be oh my god what was the other guy Neville (laughs) do you remember Neville uh yeah Neville and and then Gibby Gibby he didn't make an appearance until like 10 episodes in and I thought he was like such an integral part to the show I was like where the fuck is Gibby and then he makes an appearance. I mean, and he starts coming on, but it was just like, uh, but yeah, Spencer's hot. And I, I totally get it. Like going back, the nostalgia's hitting. Like it, those things are so comforting right now. Yeah. Um, nostalgia's weird. Cause like, I don't know for, I'll have like nostalgia for college all the time. Who am I kidding? Yeah. It's not as bad anymore like there's certain events that'll happen yeah that I'm like I don't know like I was really sad on Halloween and I was like I just want to be with even though we only celebrated Halloween to like to the full like only one year year. but we went so hard that year (laughs) I know but it was just like my I was at home and my brother was like hanging out with his friends my mom was like you know giving out candy with her friends and I was like I just want I just want friends and I just want to to dress up like a slut yeah. <laughs> um but uh yeah I really so in like Halloween and there's like certain certain occasions that made me miss college but then when I think about just like constantly being surrounded by by people and like honestly doing classes again I'm like mm-hmm, I'm good uh yeah <laughs> no I agree I definitely think the nostalgia has gotten a lot better I was telling Caroline earlier right before we started recording I felt like my nostalgia was worse like in my last year of college because I would have these moments where I was would think like wow I'm really gonna miss this like when we moved into our our apartment I was thinking about what it would be like to move out of that apartment and the fact that we would be graduated when we were moving out or like we would go to these acapella concerts all the time because acapella is huge at our college so strange one of our acapella groups was actually in pitch perfect I just needed to add that in there (laughs) they were like in a montage scene but still like everything claim to fame but yeah we would go to these acapella concerts and we would leave them feeling so sad because I was like I would have these moments of like wow these people like are doing this really cool thing (laughs) acapella is cool now um (laughs) made all these friends like am I living my college experience as much as I could be because acapella is like so college I feel like and like was I doing it as much as I could have been I don't know it was just like these weird reflective moments that I think 
weirdly enough acapella triggered that for like everyone in our friend group I don't know why (laughs) I don't know I think a weird theme between that and kind of what we were talking about earlier with post-grad is it's comparison in a way because it's like am I living this time in my life how I should be am I living it you know to the am I living it as well as other people Mm -hmm. um and it's it's hard because it's comparison with other people it's comparison with films and you know how our parents and like I don't know like both my parents had jobs like relatively out of college and like and they and I just like kind of expected that would happen for me yeah um but fucking comparison dude it's rough I mean I'm not doing something super conventional right now and so it's easy for me like one of our mutual friends who lives in Boston with us like has this really great job and like you know does very well financially and it's just insane to me you know I'm like wait we're like babies like how are you doing that right now like works these insane hours and I don't know it just it is easy to compare yourself to be like did I make the right decisions am I on the right path like no one's here to tell me that I'm on the right path I'm kind of the director of this ship and like what if I fucking crash it like you know what I mean but I do think the thing to take away from the super duper cool acapella concerts is that <laughs> like you can spend all of that time getting sad about things that haven't even ended yet and missing something that you haven't even lost yet. And But like, I don't know. It's hard to just say like, stop doing it because obviously we all do it. Yeah. Um, but it's just, I, it's, it's so weird to remember doing something fun with my friends and then like to remember just being sad about it because I was like too like caught up in what was going to happen a couple years down the line or what was supposed to be not a well yeah but um or what was supposed to be happening right then rather than like what was happening yeah Um, which is also extremely hard right now to focus on what's happening because a lot of stuff that's happening sucks either like sad or just like boring (laughs) yeah no I think Especially in the winter, it's been so boring. But I we've think... gotten so much snow. I'm so oh sick of snow, and I love snow. I love snow so much. But it's like before, snow was fun because you had an excuse to stay indoors. But now, when you've been staying indoors for like ever a year, <laughs> it's like no. I just I I need sun. I need summer. I need spring. I love spring. But it's okay. It's coming. It is coming. I got myself some plants the other day. I got myself a humidifier. I sat in front of my like light that imitates sunlight today. I've been listening to bird song. Pro tip, if you're dealing with seasonal depression, bird song kind of slaps right now. It makes me feel like I'm in a forest and it's warm outside. So um, highly recommend. Bird song kind of slaps. <laughs> it does. I'm not even lying. I've been playing it like constantly. Like when I get ready in the morning at like 3 a.m., I'm listening to bird song. It's very nice. This is kind of unrelated, but I'm, but I do love like setting the ambiance with music and not just like artists that I like, but my favorite thing to listen to when I was studying was the Pirates of the Caribbean soundtrack. They have like, there's a 10 hour soundtrack on YouTube and it just like, it's, amp up music like oh, yeah. I feel like a pirate and now you got bird song I also love some good like thunder like rainstorm music oh I love that too I agree yeah <laughs> at the beginning of the pandemic I would play some like 
um, coffee house chatter. <laughs> I was like, like, I'm surrounded I'm in by a cafe. people. <laughs> I miss cafes. That's, but yeah. I agree. I miss cafes and I miss libraries. But going back to the the nostalgia thing, I think like basically a lesson that we could take away from this is like in the postgrad side in general is everything is constantly changing. And the only way to like be happy amid that is to accept the change, you know, to, the only way to like enjoy the, the good moments is to like accept that everything is ephemeral. Everything's constantly moving. Ooh. Ooh, oh yeah, big word. SAT word I love up that here. Word. <laughs> I love. It. I'm pretty sure that's like the word that I used on like the college app. Like, pick your word. Um, but yeah, like everything is constantly changing. The bad times will go away. Good times, you know, will too. But I think not holding on to things so strongly is a way to like enjoy them more because then you're more present. Versus when you recognize that you're happy and then you're like, wait, I have to hold on to this happiness. Suddenly, you become unhappy. Yeah. And like practicing that non-attachment and just accepting that life does change and we did graduate and life looks a lot different now than it did, you know, a year, year and a half ago. But like that also opens the doors to so many new opportunities that we would have never thought of. I've met people here, experienced things here that I never could have dreamed. And it's brought me a lot of challenges, but also so much joy. And I never would have experienced those things without change. And so like, it can be a a really good thing. And I also think just acknowledging that this time in our life and honestly, the rest of your, of our lives and, you know, the 20 years before it, it's all, it's all messy. It's all confusing. And the second, like you figure something out, you have to figure something new out. Exactly. And that's just because the same time that the world is constantly changing you're constantly growing. <laughs> oh, you love. I'm sorry. I felt so cliche saying that. Um, but I think it's true. And, you know, the people, I, we touched on this last episode with rebrand and everything, but the people that we were a year ago is very different from the people that we are now. Um, as you learn, you know, you meet new new people and they like change your perspective and give you different outlooks and you know give you different opportunities and you move new places and it's all it's all just becoming more pages in your story (laughs) exactly it's to quote Miley Cyrus it's the climb it's all I listened to that this morning it's all about the climb like so true why are we always rushing to get to these places it's just like let's be here let's be now let's be in the mess Exactly. Because like, you know, my personal thing is like, I'm rushing to get a job. I'm, and then I'm like, honestly, once I get the job, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do work, <laughs> but be responsible. I mean, but, but that's something, that's something I'll figure out next. Right now I'm just right. figuring out how to obtain it. Then I'll figure out how to deal with it. <laughs> but comes in waves. Yeah. And we hope that you guys will be along with us on the journey as we continue to deal with these new things and revisit these old things because life is just weird and messy and funny like that. But um, thank you for listening. If you have made it this far, we love and appreciate you. Um, again, if you don't have us on Instagram, it's at left unsupervised pod. I'll leave it in the show notes. Uh, that sounds so professional. Um, 
And yeah, if you have any topics that you'd like us to discuss, definitely DM us on Instagram. We would love to hear your perspective, hear what you know you guys would like out of the podcast, like to hear us talk about. Um, any and all feedback is like so appreciated and so wanted. Like we love hearing from you guys. Again, our, our 10 fans, we love you. Um, but, and you know, just, yeah, we want, we're shaping this podcast as it goes. We're, we're figuring out, figuring it out. Like we do life. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Like, (laughs) right. The, the podcast will continue to grow, continue to morph, continue to become what it was meant to be. But with, with that being said, Postgrad said, We'll see you next week. Yeah, we'll say fuck. We can't even finish it. Oh my god! It's like okay, when you're wait, trying let's... to end up a try when you're trying to end a phone call, and you're like, okay, all right, bye, <laughs> bye. Oh god, Zoom calls at the beginning of quarantine. I was like trying to make sure everyone had said bye. Now I just like I'm like, okay, bye. I'm like, I, all right, see ya. <laughs> goodbye. Okay, on that note, guys, goodbye. Goodbye. We're sorry. You have reached a number that has been disconnected or is no longer in service. F.